inking, writing, laughing, crying, sketching, drawing, then more crying, trying, crying, feeling it out. I love those movies. Yeah, the movie returns is so silly. It's so silly. The pygmy fight at the end. It, it is. That's one great it's example. Scary. It is. Uh-huh. It's one of my best examples of a, of a movie where you can tell they're like, we can only be so serious with this. <laughs> Welcome to Feeling It Out uh, with Connor, with Kyle and Connor. <laughs> I'm Kyle. I'm Connor. Um, and today we're talking about the theme of showing weakness. Yeah. Um, specifically, I remember one time I was at the airport and I think I was departing. So I had just arrived there and I was walking to my gate and I saw this woman sitting on a bench, um, bawling, crying her eyes out. Um, and she was like looking at her phone and she was just so sad and her face was all red and contorted and... Uh, I mean, she was kind of calm, and my point is that I felt this twinge that I should approach her, yeah, and that I should go over and just say, "Are you all right? Or is there anything I can do? Can I help?" Like, I, maybe the person that was supposed to pick her up like died. I don't know. Like anything could have happened to her, and I didn't. I didn't stop. I was going to my airplane or whatever, and I was there like an hour and a half early or whatever before my flight. But for whatever reason, I didn't want to help her despite her showing weakness and that's supposed to be the whole point of showing weakness is inside get, out is to get help exactly the pixar yeah. movie taught us that that sadness has a place that it's how we demonstrate to other people that we need help mm. and so it's well, it's weird in like say the workplace it is super weird in the workplace i i I guess my feeling on weakness and this is cuz I know you and I outside of this have talked about how people, what people want as an expectation, as a reaction it just from occurred, other people. Sorry to interrupt you, but mm. it just occurred to me that maybe we should reintroduce ourselves every episode. Like, I'm Kyle and I'm a creator. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, so Kyle is a creator. Okay, yeah. I'm Kyle and I'm a podcaster and uh, sometimes I call myself a writer and uh, I'm uh, just an all-around uh, musician and creator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm and I'm Connor and I'm an illustrator and my focus is comic books. And I would also like to say as a disclaimer, that neither Kyle or I are veterans of the field. We we, ha- we are veterans of the struggle. Yes. Which is really kind of what this show is about. Yes. We're experts on our feelings. Yes. Yeah. And, and obviously, though we didn't specify it last episode, although it was implied, none of this should be taken as like a doctrine or anything. Like, if you hear something that relates to you, then just if it helps you feel less alone, that's really, yeah, we're not telling, we're not telling anybody how to live their lives. We're telling people how we're struggling to live ours. Exactly. (laughs) And I I do, and I'm sorry to, to belabor getting back to the point, but I will say that one of the most refreshing things I've experienced this year was that Kyle and I both started working in the same place. And the first time that he and I talked about how we felt about our job and our placement there was like the greatest feeling of my life because I was like, Oh my God, it's not just me. Thank you. And like, that's such a, and that's why this podcast exists. Um, that being said about weakness. Yeah. Um, cause we've talked about how we should treat the way people express themselves, not in the very critical way. I just made it sound, but more, I guess, falling in line with weakness. I'm someone who, uh, keeps to himself with a lot of those things. You know, my, my significant other will obviously hear of it sometimes not even always. 
and I'll just mention it later or if I think it's impacting them. But I personally, if I was crying at an airport, I would want no one to address it. I'd want everyone to go about their business because for me, that would be a low, especially tough time for me that I'm showing something that I normally keep to myself to all these people. I agree. That's why I don't think I stopped to help her mm. because if I were in her shoes, would not want someone doing that. Obviously, whatever is happening to me has become so big that I have eschewed all societal propriety to hide this like yeah. one is supposed to. And the priorities have shifted such that my feelings now are more important than my social appearance and that like display that I put on. And so the last thing that I would want is for someone to acknowledge that yeah. quote unquote failure that in society, I feel this, this pressure and expectation to appear not happy, but just neutral. Yeah. Which is bullshit that we have to do that. But as someone who feeds into that system, I can't really, I'm not, I'm not going to attack anybody about it because it's not fake. Like, I want to validate it, that that is absolutely real, that in any, like, civilized society, there's an unspoken rule that you're going to be different when you're in public yeah. than when you're with close friends or family or even alone, that there's kind of an unspoken rule of decorum. Yeah, and which I think why, is good. Yeah, and that's why I feel for people, like, on the spectrum who don't have that secret rule book, you know, at, at their fingertips. But I'm not on the spectrum. That's I'm talking about myself right now. Um, but that, you know, it's, it's interesting too, because in, in, I've had a lot of instances in my coffee shop work where I would have someone come in and be on the verge of tears mm -hmm. and yeah. I would, I would say, would be, I would like to know the only time I would approach someone is if they have come up to me as a service person and I could tell that they're just fucking miserable. It helps the Do last place. customers? Yeah. Okay. It helped the last place I worked. The amount of regulars was like 80 to 20. So most people I knew on a first name basis, I knew what they did. So it wasn't a complete reach. Uh -huh. But I've done that before. And I will say, despite how I feel about it, like pretty much everybody would say like, hey, obviously you don't have to talk about it, but are, are you okay? Everyone would be like, oh my gosh, like this is what happened and it's silly, but here's how I feel. It would range from things from my cat just died to I'm just having a really shit time at work and I can't take it. But they would always be like, thank you. Wow. And I'm like, really? Because if I were you, I would never want this to happen. No. And it's weird to me that I would then buy into that and be like, oh, please like, if you want to, tell me. I've even hugged strangers who are crying in a coffee shop. Okay, I've never done that. Like, That's very foreign to which me. Which is, like, very weird. I'm afraid of people. No, no, no. <laughs> you, I, yes, because that's weird to me, too. And thinking about moments I've done that, I'm like, who was that guy who did that? Because it wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, again, I just think that's odd because if I were that person, I'd be like, I'm, I know you mean well, but we're not doing this. I mean, it can be a shock to the system, a yeah. much needed shock to to get you to get me out of that place. I remember this uh, really specific time when I wasn't feeling bad, but I had inadvertently shifted my body language to appear like I was really sad. Mm. And so it was at my last job. I was standing near a window on like the fourth floor, looking out with my arms crossed, hunched over. Just I think I was looking at a bird or something, you know, outside or maybe 
maybe a guy crossing the parking lot. And this man who I'd never met before, uh, I don't know if he worked on my floor or was just coming for an appointment or something, walked past me, stopped, turned around and said, what was your name again? And I said, Kyle. And he goes, Kyle, John, have a great one. And I was like, thanks. Whoa. And it sent my mood. Like, I was already like, oh, I wasn't really feeling that bad. That guy thought I was really sad and went way out of his way to, like, shock me, to do, like, an emotional, like, hey, smack, snap out of it. Yeah. Because, like, it, 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 it changed, like, my brain. And, and I remember taking that away and going, like, that was masterful. Holy The crap. way he did that, where it was like we were at a party and he's just going to move. Like, oh, I'm going to go get another drink. What was your name again? Yeah. I, and, like... I immediately wanted to make this normal, so my like societal decorum brain said, you tell him your name, because you said it before, and he just forgot it. And then he introduced himself, and it, that just blew my mind. It's blowing mine. That, that like when someone's showing weakness, it's as simple as that. You don't have to sit down and go, hey, I'm Kyle. It's going to be okay. Right. What's wrong? Tell me. Like Sometimes it's just as easy as going like, oh, it's hot out there, huh? Have a good one. And and that can just shake you out of whatever you're feeling. I, shake me out of whatever I'm feeling. I get this tunnel vision where mm. all I'm thinking about is what I'm thinking about and and how it relates to me and how the universe is doing this to me. And I can't – if I was good at hiding that, I I don't care to anymore. Mm. I, 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 can't, I can't hide it. I don't want to. And unfortunately, I feel – Sometimes that that comes out in a spiteful way that like I know I'm supposed to appear neutral because I'm out in public and fuck that. I feel this way. Yeah. And so I want to feel this. Um, and that makes me, you know, then I get down on myself because it's like, oh, you're putting really antagonizing energy out into that world. And of course, you're going to get mad like you are so ready to get mad at people for noticing my weakness. You know? Yeah, yeah it's tough. Cause that, and it's funny because I didn't – what you said li- literally blew my fucking mind because I was like, oh, shit. That's like the most gangster way to do that. It was pretty gangster. I think even I would appreciate that, and I fucking – thinking about that riles me up, but hearing your reaction makes me really happy because I'm like, oh, shit. Well, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I actually um, – because before we recorded this episode, we were kind of talking about it, and uh, – I won't speak for you, but introducing this topic, there are some positions of weakness that we put ourselves in where we feel comfortable. And it's it's interesting because when we were talking about yours, I was like, what's mine? And I realized that mine is the thousand yard stare. There is never a time where I feel more at ease, more at peace than when I've locked eyes with like a doorknob and it looks like I'm thinking about everything. And I've had a lot of people who will react to that and say like, are you okay? Yeah. And I've actually noticed that that's part of my turnoff to it is because that's my safe space. And then people will say meaning well, like, are you okay, man? And I'm like, ah, shit. They caught me. Yeah. And I'm always like, yeah, just tired, which usually I'm tired. So it's not a lie, but like, but that was your safe place. Yeah. Sometimes now they ripped you out of it. Yeah. Which is weird. Because if someone walked up to me and was like, hey, man, nice jacket, I'd probably be like, oh, thanks. Whoa, I feel great. Like, yeah. I would actually feel awesome. Yeah, you'd wear the jacket more often. Whoa. Yeah, you <laughs> fucking, like, turned that whole shit around for me. 
Because, <laughs> like, yeah, that's so wild. For, for me, it's holding my head in my hands. Specifically, I have a thing with my ears. I like mm. to cover my ears. And that, when, like, for listeners to picture it, my knees are on, my, my elbows are on my knees, my ears are between my hands, and, uh, Honestly, sometimes it's fun to, like, rock a little bit. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and that is, like, quintessential. Like, if you told an actor, okay, look like you're having, a like, a breakdown. That's what they would <laughs> that's do. They would that's, do. like, the default breakdown stance. And sometimes that's just comfortable. Fetal positions are comfortable. They are. <laughs> I mean, that's why they're fetal positions exactly. because they're reminiscent of womb time. Yes. And that's supposed to be, like, when people are most comfortable. So, right. like, but and it, I, I don't mean to make fun of people who feel that because I also do that. It's, it's it's yeah it's human nature it is yeah. um and like i said i always go back to inside out because when i first saw the trailer for pixar's inside out i thought the world was going to change i was like oh my god here's a movie that's going to teach people about their emotions and that sometimes being sad is okay it's okay to not be happy all the time and i feel like this was a much bigger problem in the 90s when I was a kid, mm. and it was probably worse in the 80s and the 70s, and every decade you go back, it was worse, is emotional intelligence, is recognizing that you're not supposed to be happy all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, And books and TV shows and movies are always about people finding their happiness, and the illusion is that you keep it forever. Yeah. And, that's, and that's like the goal. Yeah. That actually... Uh, it's funny you say that because I remember I'm going to do my best to protect this person because our millions change, of fans will dox them. You can change uh, both names. I mean, well, it, without too much context, I did have a friend ages ago who, and this is coming from someone who experiences an immense amount of depression. My friend also experienced an immense amount of depression and she, I remember we were talking about it and she made this very offhand comment. She's like, man, I just can't wait to like complete A, B and C and just be happy. And I was like, what? Uh-oh. How does that work? And, and it was, it was almost like a red flag for me. I'm like, I don't think people should be feeling that. And I've heard this from a lot of people. And if you're listening to this and you're like, but I, that's my goal is to be happy. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. That's not what this is about. Personally though, to me, that's the same as walking up to someone and then being like, man, I can't wait to be angry all the time. What? No, no, no. The, the, the balance is the point. For, for me, what I'm looking forward to in my life is reaching contentment and hitting that. Hitting a point where you wake up and there's good and there's bad. But it, it's what you signed up for. You're good with it. That's, for me, that type of security, getting back to weakness, is like what I strive for. And it always freaks me out when people say something like that. And it's funny because when I saw the trailer for Inside Out, I had a the opposite reaction. That's amazing. Which is funny because I saw the movie and went, that was nice. <laughs> and because when I saw the movie, I went, we're personifying feelings now. What the fuck? <laughs> like, a, and I would never, I try to be like the least judgmental fucking person, but I was like, Just fuck you, Pixar. Yeah. yeah. And then I saw it because I always try to give everything a chance. Mm. And I was like, Right, that was nice. Yeah, that was nice. I like that. Like, hungry. What's for lunch? <laughs> they well, more than that, oh, I think good, that good. the message that they tried to convey was effective. And and when you described your reaction to the trailer, I was like, that was me leaving the movie. Like, I'm so glad we're like teaching people the importance of balance and emotion. Yes. 
And I was such a snobby piece of shit before I walked into the theater. I mean, specifically, the, the ending thing of that no memory is one emotion. Yeah. And in fact, changes as you age. Like, they're... they're, they're <sighs> when I was in high school, my best friend and I produced, directed, and starred in Star Wars the Musical. What the fuck? And that was an amazing memory, and it was great. And now I want to cry about it, just talking about it. It is not fun. It's not a good thing. And I, I just want to leave it forever. And maybe when I get older, it'll switch back over. It's like my relationship with kimchi. Like when I was a kid, I <laughs> loved kimchi. Kimchi's so good. And then I get older, and it's the nastiest thing. I don't want to ever want it again. Now, I love kimchi again. I'm wow. back, baby. I'm back. You're back to kimchi. I'm that was me and tequila for a while. <laughs> I'm on the downswing with uh, relish, but maybe I'll come back. Then. Maybe. <laughs> Give it some time. Uh, but like you mentioned your SO a while. Uh, or, or no, no, no. Actually, what I want to talk about is when you were coming over for this show mm-hmm. i uh have i've been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and you know i'm taking medication for that and it results in sweating for me specifically in my armpits and i feel i don't know if you saw but i was dabbing my armpits out there i got a little napkin and i dabbed my armpits because i don't like how wet they are and in my head i was afraid for you to see that just like i'm afraid for anyone to to see me being comfortable right i'm afraid i'm afraid that people will see that i'm not already comfortable right because then that's the weakness exactly like i need to appear comfortable and like zen and that nothing's bothering me and nothing's gonna bother me until i'm at home then i'm safe then i can undo my belt and let my gut hang out and i can finally breathe and like dab your pits and yes and do you know what that means that means that you vilify that do you know what that means i vilify everyone because I'm afraid everyone is going to see my pits and know that I'm uncomfortable and they will change the way they act and around you. Oh god, just like but, uh, last last thing I'll say is that like playing board games with my fiance's friends. Settlers of Catan is a I board game. Hate okay, that thank game. you. Thank you. I fucking hate. Can I just and I'm sorry to interrupt you. I am a huge nerd. I play D&D all the time. I I can't spend the time getting into how much of a nerd I am. And for years, everyone's like, settle this Catan, settle this Catan. I finally played it, guys, and I won. So this isn't <laughs> this isn't me being like, I won, and I was like, fuck this game, never again. It's not fun. It's not fun. I'm sorry. It is boring. And I like games. Me I'm too. a playful person. It's so irritating because when everyone's like, Connors be fun with pizza and settle Catan, I'm like, ooh, part of me died. I don't want to go to that party. Okay, so here I am playing Settlers of Catan <laughs> uh-huh. for the first time with these people who have all already played it but they're explaining to me how to do it and inside i'm going i don't want to play this am i a monster am i a terrible person for not enjoying this game that everyone else in the room is enjoying what's wrong with me right i have to appear like i'm enjoying this which i can't do so instead i will get very drunk and that gets that's its own problem and now i don't play those <laughs> <board> games. <laughs> oh no yeah and it's it's i i feel like yeah it's a it's a it's it comes down to me being afraid to be honest right i'm afraid to and it's something that i in most of my relationships with people with friends i try to get there first i try to get to a point where hey this is me all of me i'm going to be honest cuz i can't fucking stand not being that i right. i did that my whole life i'm done I'm done pretending that I'm comfortable wow. because I'm rarely comfortable. 
That's, but I mean, that's such a relief for me because <sighs> as we've discussed our differences and our similarities, I'm someone who's always, I also never feel comfortable, but for me, I'm like, just open the door. Please, you be the one to open the door because once you announce your quirks, I'm like, oh, good, here's my shit. That's so but funny. only when we get there, because before that, I'm like, nope, everything's normal. Because I feel like I come in as this bright flash of light and people are like, oh my God, what? What just happened? I can't even see anymore. And like, I'm always afraid I'm over, I'm not, I'm not like an open book. That's not true. <laughs> I think that yes, I think I that you I'm a fucking podcast. I think that you, <laughs> I was just about to be like no, you know. I think that you I think that how do I phrase this? I think you're very welcoming. Thank you. Especially to especially to someone who I feel like I can relate to in a lot of things. You come across as incredibly warm, incredibly welcoming and like, dude, I'm fucking up. It's all good. Which is funny because we've talked about how we both feel that and yet you introducing that made me like, oh my God, okay. And it's funny too, because I was thinking earlier today how grateful I am in the short amount of time that I've known you and your fiance, how I feel really comfortable around you guys. And I don't, normally it takes me like three months of hanging out with people and finally I'm like, okay guys, by the way, I fucking love this and that and this is weird and like, I was about to make a weird revealing joke, but we'll get there later. <laughs> but just like all this stuff. And so that's nice for me. Yeah. It's um, eerie. Honestly, yeah, I gotta say. It is eerie. Um, so yeah, to get back to like the SO and, mm. and feeling comfortable at home, like sometimes that can be a, a double-edged sword where I feel so comfortable to, to show my weakness at home that it can spiral out into this hour long, sometimes just the rest of my night down depression that that is so hard to get out of and and Derek my fiance is so accepting and so loving and it's it's this it's this thing that I I feel like the show isn't about to tell people how to live their lives and it might not even be about how we found these amazing ways to cope with this stuff but this is one that I've found is like really ex, uh, embracing my weaknesses yeah. And accepting that, frankly, I don't know anything. I'm bad at everything, meaning I have everything to learn. And in that way, anything that's like above nothing is a bonus and is me. And it's so much easier to accept when when somebody brings up a show that I haven't seen. Uh, especially at like networking events, my immediate compulsion is to be accepted. And that means saying, yeah, I've seen that, even if I haven't seen it. Yeah, me too. And now I'm not even listening to what they're saying. I am rolling through my brain trying to find anything to prove that I've that seen you the know show the thing. that I have yes. not seen. And it's such a dance. It is such a fucking dance. And only the last like maybe one year, two years, have I finally accepted that sometimes people say something and I'll catch myself and I'll go, oh, yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, and now instead, I, 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 I've been saying more often than ever. Oh, what is that? Yeah, what does that mean? Which is, it's, it's, it's scary to get to that place, but it's so nice to be there. Yes, because I've learned, which actually ties into something I wanted to bring back up. It's people don't like barely care. The most I've gotten from people is when they'll make a reference and me five years ago would have been like, ha yeah, that part was great. And I have no idea the fuck they're talking about. And now I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that's, that's funny. Cause I can understand jokes through context, but I don't know that material. And they're like, 
the worst I'll get is you haven't seen that, and and that just happens all the time. But usually people are like, oh, it's it's this this or that. I mean, listen to you and me. How much we are inside our brains worrying about if we're showing our weaknesses. That's what every other person is doing. Yeah, all the time. All the time. And that, because I think this is an important thing to note, uh, going back to your display of weakness and, and comfort, when you were talking about your armpits, first off, I think I saw you do that in my peripherals. I think it registered and then it flew out of my head. I couldn't have cared less. And even if you were, even if you started doing it right now, I'd just be like, oh, he must just be sweaty. And that's my thought. That's where it ends. And I do this as we have now confirmed you do this too, but you get people, I found that I get so in my head about that, that I'm like, oh my God, they, they saw me do this weird thing and now they're thinking about it all the time and every time they see me, they're like, that's Connor who bites his nails. And it's like, mm, people might notice, but uh, it's very rare that people give a shit. And that's not people, that's not saying people innately just don't care. I think it's more that that's not their focus. There was one piece of art that I saw called Monstrepencies. Hmm. It was uh, 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 like maybe six panels and the left panel was uh, how you think things are and how they are in reality. And oh. some examples were uh, institutions, and on the left was a monster that had giant legs and was in no way scalable. And the reality was, it's just a big top. The legs are actually very, very skinny, and that was for institutions. But the one that uh, really resonated with me was uh, how to, like how people perceived you. And so the expectation is there's a million security cameras pointing right at you, and those cameras are connected to everyone in the world. And then the reality was the person watching those cameras, most of them are actually pointed at him. And there's one tiny little display in the corner that's that looking you. at the other guy. Yeah. But the reality is what he's concerned about is all his own neuroses. He's worried about can people smell his fart? Right. Or can, uh, can anyone tell that I've been divorced three times or that my kids don't call? Like everyone uh, – I hate this, but – um. Pitbull put it very well when he said, everybody going through something. Pitbull. <laughs> 2003? I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. It's but, it's but it's true, though. Everybody going through something. Yeah, and that's why I'm so glad you brought that up, because to go back to that point, I to anyone out there who's scared of that, obviously, like we discussed, social decorum is, I think, just important for society. But it's okay to do those little things, because so many people aren't paying attention because so many people are thinking about their own actions. Yeah. And, and there's those rare people who just don't care about either. And that's fine. But like it, I would just, I would encourage people not to worry about it so much. I just hate it when my fear of showing weakness becomes this external anger toward other people. I am afraid to be alone with certain people in our office because I am afraid they will find out who I am. Mm. I am an anxious person who doesn't know what they're doing and smokes weed every day. And they're going to smite me or something. Or they'll 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 hate that. They'll they'll look they'll look down on me. I don't even know. That's the scary part is I'm so afraid of doing X, but I don't know why why. Yeah. <laughs> It's wild. I, I will actually say just on that, and I don't know how we're doing. We're doing all right. Okay, cool. But I remember, and this this will just have to contextually out this person, but uh, back in one of my old jobs, uh -huh. 
I had a coworker, and then we started dating. I worked Hot. at a coffee shop that was just like <laughs> fucking. No, it was like Grey's Anatomy or whatever. Like we're all fucking each other. Oh my like god! Whole thing. Oh yeah, I was so, joking. So no, but it's true. So so we we dated, and I remember like a couple dates in, she was like, you know. It, I I like really enjoy hearing you swear, and I was like, well, "That's a weird thing to enjoy." On my perspective, why? And she's like, "Well, I guess just when I first met you was at work, and you were just smiling and always like, oh, it's gonna be fine,' and like you always tried to fix everything and like very business and whatever." And I was like, "This guy's not human." And hearing you get pissed off or swear at stuff reminds me that you're human and that's very comforting. And I'm like, oh, I could unpack that, but I actually like that. No, that's cool. That's great. That's a great way to, that's a great thing to end on is that like this fear that I have of showing weakness is maybe if I just do it, the one thing that will bring me closer to the people I'm afraid of. I'm so afraid of showing weakness because they'll hate me and now I hate them before right. I even meet them. If I fight that, and just be, it could show them a part of me that is worth connecting with. Right. And as and as your friend, I would say it is worth displaying because I think you're great. Thank you. Like, I think that was <laughs> one of the bias, first, man. like, that's my style. I rip on things. I complain. I, I, I rarely <laughs> praise. It's fun to complain. It is fun to complain. And some people don't get that. They, they think you just come off as, like, this judgmental, like, crass, I don't know, he's just a, a curmudgeon, just an mm. asshole. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to try to just be. And if people see that I'm not doing all right, then that's on them. Yeah. Yeah. That is on them. That sounds easier said than done. It is. But everyone out there, remember, if we ever say stuff and you're like, that sounds neat and you try it and you can't do it, that's also fine because there's so much shit that I'll say that I cannot put into practice. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, uh, I was going to say, like, let us know, but we don't really have any channels for that yet. So. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't want to say, uh, like, this is our email, because if we can't get that email, then we're in trouble. We're going to be like fools. <laughs> yeah. If feeling it out at gmail, feeling it out podcast at gmail.com is taken. Don't say that. <laughs> oh, no. Because this is our But we'll get there. Because we'll we'd like to hear from you guys yeah. if there's anything that you're ever like, oh, you know, that reminds me of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All right. thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> It sure has been great bringing you 100 episodes. I'd like to thank the Republican Party. (laughs) No. No, that's it. Thanks. See ya. Bye, guys.